The boys are in the starting stalls. Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. Stand by for a start for Moody on the mic. Moody on the mic, the second last episode of our current season. Welcome back once again. I'm Roger Aldridge. Joining me, of course, Peter Moody, Anthony Misson, the resident Rain Man, Tom Hackett. And Moods, I, um, I noticed, I noted with interest, popped up a big win uh, earlier this week. I am Caviar. The second win. Surely now we can send him to South Australia as the banner horse uh, for, a, uh, for a Saturday race. Yeah, well, it might have been a very strong benchmark 64 at Ballarat on the synthetic on Tuesday. But I am Caviar's two from six. And uh, let's hope we can add a few more. It's always... Uh, Always good to uh, get another one on board for that family. It's been a good family to me, so let's see if we can grow on it. But uh, listen, off the back of a great Stradbroke weekend, I think we've got to pay homage to the Ma Eustace stable. What an unbelievable weekend. I think eight individual winners uh, across uh, five at Sandown. Well, they have a group two and a, a group one and a listed at, at um, Eagle Farm. And a maiden at the Gold Coast, just to rub salt into everyone's wounds. But congratulations to Kieran Dave. That's a phenomenal effort. As both boys head over to Royal Ascot this week to represent Australia, it's uh, Cool and Gutter, and uh, amongst a few others. So massive weekend for them. And uh, if they can keep the ball rolling, um, good luck to them representing the the boxing kangaroo at Ascot. As Moose mentioned, Royal Ascot is just around the corner. I think it's ten days from today we record. Uh, and you're over to the UK, uh, Moose. But it's not to train a horse, you lucky bastard. You're off on a little sporting odyssey. We know that you're not just all about racing. Uh, you're a bit of a cricket tragic and you're going to live out a little boyhood dream. Yeah, myself and a mate travel over to uh, the UK in about 10 days' time. We're going to take in uh, the first two days of uh, the Lord's uh, Test, uh, the Ashes Test. I think that's number two. Uh, and then we're going to duck over to Ireland for the Irish Derby, spend a couple of days in Ireland, uh, go and inspect some horses. It's not all uh, not all uh, play. Uh, have a look at a few horses. We'll take in the Irish Derby on the Sunday before travelling home. So a bit of a whistle-stop tour, but a, a little bit of joy and a bucket list to, to visit and uh, go to an Ashes Test. I've, I've never been to an Ashes Test in Australia, let alone the other side of the country, other side of the world. Are you uh, legitimately interested in these uh, horses or is this just a way of making it a tax deduction? No, legitimately, whatever that word is. It's a legit trip, Rog. <laughs> and, and I suppose it doesn't hurt when you, uh, when you have a relationship or I think you train horses for the, uh, the English coach just happens to be a, a mate of yours. Are you going to be bragging for the Aussies or are you on board the baseball? Oh, well, mate, I'm a very proud Australian, of course, as Baz would be a very proud Kiwi, but he's got a job to do to bring the palms up. Um, but, uh, you know, Aussies are in good form. They won the World Championship uh, during the week and uh, uh, just looking forward to taking it in, to be quite honest. There's been a lot of talk about we, we talk about it off air a lot. Uh, Moods' is, uh, time as a, a cricketer and uh, as a as a wicketkeeper, and we know he spent a bit of time with Adam Gilchrist and Ian Healy uh, in in recent weeks. And so it had me curious. Uh, I was just at a bit of a loose end at night as uh, I was on the phone, and so I decided to look up Moods' stats to see if I could find them on the on the interweb, and they were there. And you, you've you've definitely played a, a lot of games there, Moods. And I I did. You had some. I'd say it's been an up and down career. There was uh there was one year where it looked like you averaged two and a half 
with the bat. So, but and that was well during your, your time when you were you would have had more time to focus on on your cricket because you weren't training any racehorses. But I did notice, sort of during the almost the peak of Black Caviar, you were absolutely hitting them out of the park. There was a, a high score of uh, forty two not out, a couple of catches, a couple of stumpings. Uh, I was uh, I was pretty impressed when I was going through the stats. I was hoping to bring it up just as a piss take, but I was I was reasonably impressed with what I found. I'll I'll, I'll take a screenshot and I'll uh, share it out on social media for our listeners so they can get a, a really good look at moods of stats over the years. We're talking about a ten year career here. Um, yeah, well, obviously you need a hobby, Rain Man. Cricket stats are my hobby. I just normally get uh, more high profile players. Well, you need to be a bit more impressed than an average of two and a half, too, I would have thought. I'm legitimately stunned because this it wasn't this like Ray Man even knew this conversation was coming and then he's pulled out Moods' stats from 15 years ago out of his it's, it's actually creeping me right out, Rog. Creeping me right out. <laughs> what else does he know about us? Mister, what, I'll have your junior AFL stats for next week. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, that's gold. Well played. Unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, no doubt, Moods, you're heading over there and uh, and dishing off some tips over the sidelines to Alex Carey. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. It's, uh, it, it would be a hell of a trip. Uh, and, of course, um, then you come back. And, and speaking of trips, we're off to Darwin. As we've mentioned on this show uh, a few times, we are off to the Darwin Cup. And if you are heading to one of the great carnivals, uh, the Darwin Cup, then... Uh, the Darwin Cup luncheon on the Thursday, where we'll be doing our first ever live uh, live show in front of an, an audience. Um, first and last, I reckon, Rog. First and last. I'll I, I tell you what, we, we need some good material for it. I wish um, I wish uh, Rayman had kept some bullets in the chamber and just bought out Moods' cricket stats for the lunch. That would have been better. But, uh, yeah, if you are heading up there, get your tickets. Maybe we can deep dive into some video and use the big screen in the uh, in the function room for those that attend because we can probably be a bit of a bit interactive with a live audience. So, um, yeah, anyone who's got any uh, any video of the great PG Moody, you know, falling over mid pitch, um, you know, looking like a sort of a turtle on his back, or I don't know something, it'd be funny. No, I want to know. Um, you're a wiki keeper, obviously, uh, Pete. Short sleeves or long sleeves behind the stumps? No, I was always short sleeves, Rog. But I got, I got, uh, I've got to say, uh, I got sacked uh, the last few years. I got, uh, I got pushed to the slips cord, and uh, wicket keeping was the role res- uh, that was held in our side, being the veteran side for the people that couldn't run very well. And as we got a bit older, a few blokes got injuries. So uh, because I was able-bodied, I got actually got pushed out of the wicket keeping role. <laughs> It is hard to hold a dart with keeping gloves on. Um, so when you go to the slip cord, at least you could have you had your Benson hedges at your foot during uh, during delivery. Well, exactly. I could always hold my bungers under my pads uh, when I was wicket keeping. I can remember one day there in the grand final, and an opening opening batsman for Juan Turner hit four straight sixes, and I went, "Holy fucking hell!" And he said, yeah, it was good, mate, wasn't it? I said, no, I just fucking dropped my cigarette and stood on it, idiot. I don't give a fuck. What do you do? <laughs> uh, these are the sort of random questions we might get in our, our, our listener question episode. Uh, if you have, this is your last chance, the last call out, because we're probably going to record it uh, after we do next week's show. So if you do have a question, 
moodymailbag at gmail.com. We have got uh, quite a number coming in. And if, you, if you're good enough, you might win some of the very exclusive yet to be made but soon to be done um, Moody on the Mic merchandise. So a, a chance to win it for, for the best question. So moodymailbag at gmail.com. Get them in. We're going on a little break, but we might have uh, some listener question episodes or we might drip feed them through uh, over our little hiatus when Pete's living it up at Lords in London. When we come back after the break, we're going to take a look at the key races at Ipswich. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Okay, before we get into our Ipswich races, we do have to make a slight correction. Apologies uh, to all the listeners out there, but Rayman, you stuffed up moods of stats. You inflated his batting average. Yeah, during the 2000 and. Uh... 2016-2017 uh, season, I did say earlier that Moods averaged 2.5 with the bat. It was actually 1.33. So I apologise, <laughs> Moods, and I apologise to all the, all the listeners for giving you a bum steer there. Fair dinkum. What about, was, was, there a, was there a career average? Career average? I'll say you're in double figures, Moods. Well done. Oh, Glenn McGrath didn't get to double figures. Yeah, we all have a bad year every now and again. Don't take the piss. I probably only played one game and got out. Don't know what the stats say, but you can find them all on my social media channels uh, at the, after you listen, punters. They'll be there, and you can have a look for yourself. And uh, so Moods can't be inflating his average any further. This will be the most hits to your social media network ever, I reckon, Rain Man. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, let's get back to the races. We, are, I, I'd love to do a cricket podcast. This is a racing podcast, however, and uh, the racing, the Queensland Carnival, Stradbroke season. Uh, we go to Ipswich this weekend. There's still a group one at, uh, in Brisbane next weekend, Rayman. Is this still Stradbroke season or is it done now? Stradbroke season is officially over, but this now we're into the further uh, Queensland Winter Racing Carnival and we go to Ipswich on Saturday for Ipswich Cup Day. One of the more colourful uh, race meetings on the... Uh, Australian racing calendar. I think we've mentioned on the podcast before the year that the the big Castlemaine uh, Mr. Forex uh, inflatable yeah. was was stolen from uh, the Ipswich Turf Club on Cup Day, and we still uh, Peter Moody is still the lead suspect for that. Never been found guilty, but still the lead suspect. Uh, one year the Ipswich Cup got delayed because there was a punch. There was a punch on in the the marquee in the in the infield. Uh, one year the the cup got pushed back as well because the DJ and the marquee uh, played too long a set. So there's always something uh, different going on at Ipswich Cup. But this year, we've, it's actually a really interesting addition of the race. Umerian, my, one of my favourite horses, is there in the Ipswich Cup as the $3 favourite. Desert Icon for Chris Waller, $4.60. has been set for the Ipswich Cup. Uh, Dark Destroyers, double figures at $11. Rousseau is another horse that Chris Waller has eyelined at the uh, the Ipswich Cup at $19. But uh, this is the, the weakest race that Numerian has contested in some time. He hasn't won a race now for over a year since he won the Q22 last year but in that time he's run some absolute bottlers he was fifth the other day before behind without a fight in the q22 but you look at the horses that beat him that was a fairly strong form race you got without a fight who's shaping up to be a genuine weight for age contender during the spring uh you had duay running well uh and he beat home Kuota, who was uh, a doom and cut winner to start before so i think this is the the weakest race he's contested in some time i think numerian is really well placed to return to winning form uh on saturday afternoon I'm going against Numerian. I'm uh, I'm siding with Desert Icon in this one. I think uh, got the early speed and the barrier to be able to take up the running. He's shown he's capable of leading all the way in his races. He's 
look, he's not a prolific winner, but um, this is thereabouts around his best trip, sort of anywhere between 2,000 and 2,200. Wasn't beaten too far last start. Gets four kilos off to Marion. Uh, I think he's a really big show. And um, and I think at, at the price, uh, he's going around, oh, he's at $4.60, so it's not as if he's uh, double Numerian's odds. But uh, give me Desert Icon. Yeah, well, I'm going to make it uh, three different tips from three different monkeys. Um, Birdebeck for me. I just think uh, sense of timing here at uh, for the Ipswich Cup up to the um, distance of the Ipswich Cup, uh, 5.50 each way value there. Uh, Ryan Maloney takes the sit. Um, astute uh, jockey bookings from John O'Shea often uh, are just a bit of a guide to the the race that um, the stable has set the horse for. So Birdebeck fourth up, up to the 2100. Good run running third over the 1800 Eagle Farm last start. Um, sticky barrier, but uh, Ryan Maloney knows the track inside out. He'll do me. Yeah, well, no doubt New Mary and the horse to beat. Uh, it's hard to pot him there. But I thought Dark Destroyer might have been an improver here, third up and out to this trip. Uh, we saw him win the Rough Habit uh, last year at the, at the Brisbane Carnival. Then he won the Wait for Age Tarzino at 1,400 back in New Zealand on heavy ground. But he's had two runs in. I thought his run was good enough in the Wayne Wilson the other day at a mile and uh, looking for him to improve to this trip. Caloundra might be his target race. Um, I would presume, a uh, mile and a half on the big track up there. But I think he'll run competitive. What odds, Dark Destroyer, Rain Man? Nearly be each way odds, I'd reckon. Yeah, $11 to win, three thirty. the place moves. Yeah, so I reckon have something each way, Dark Destroyer. Numerian, uh, certainly the horse to beat, but maybe at the odds, something each way, Dark Destroyer. All right, the next race on the program is the Eyeliner Stakes. And uh, this is a, a reasonably, well, not a reasonably open race. It's as, as, as Moods would say, it's as open as the Sydney Head. Yeah, very open race here, Rog. That's because the early favourite, far too easy, who was a $3 favourite uh, in uh, pre-post betting early in the week, has been scratched after drawing barrier 20. That's led, left Blazer Trail as the favourite. He's $5. Sephiroth is $6.50. Gravina, $7. Holyfield has been well-backed early, $7.50. Legal Esprit is $9.50. And Brereton, who uh, is an, an emergency, so I think still needs a couple of uh, scratchings to get into the field, is currently $23. But... It's not often I get to uh, tip a horse that's uh, sired by the great Criterion because he uh, was shooting blanks. He doesn't have many horses on the ground, but he does have Blazer Trail in this race Criterion. I think Blazer Trail is really well placed here for Kieran Ma and David Eustace. Uh, first up in the Archer certainly wasn't disgraced there behind uh, Alpine Edge. And then last start ran uh, a close second behind Antino. And Antino had to really work hard to run him down that day. Antino since come out and absolutely bolted in at uh, Eagle Farm on Stradbroke Day as my best bet and in really good time as well. So uh, the form around Blazer Trail is uh, really, really strong. And I think this looks like the, the perfect race for him. So uh, it gives me great pleasure to uh, tip a horse uh, side by the great criterion, num- race eight, number 12, Blazer Trail. Well, I don't know whether it has come up a, a huge amount on, on this show over the years, Rayman, but uh, yes, for those who don't know, Rayman froths over criterion, like absolutely froths over him. So... Uh, well, good on you, Rayman. As I mentioned, there's not a massive amount of strong form in, in this one. I would have loved to have seen Lady Honor draw a marble but uh, and just bowl along out in front. Cop barrier 19. We'll jump from 14 if all the emergencies go out. Uh, they've drawn inside her. Uh, still can't tip her. Holyfield didn't do a great deal in the Stradbroke. Might be able to uh, 
put itself up there and give it a decent crack. But I've gone with Gravina to bounce back here. Gets in well at the weights and uh, reasonable draw and a tough race to tip. So Gravina at about $7 for James Cummings and an in-form Ben Thompson. Yeah, I was going to go the same way for all those reasons there, Rog. Um, Gravina, um, Dali, it just sort of feels like one of those races. It's a it's a good even race and when in doubt, um, go go Godolphin uh, in these sorts of races with um, their, their, their depth of, uh, of this sort of um, mid-range group three listed style sprinters. So uh, Gravina fits that bill. Uh, are we running Brereton Moots? We'll assess the race as we get a bit closer, but I would suggest it'll be very doubtful that we're going to start um, being fifth emergency. But the, the horse worked very pleasingly on Tuesday morning, and I would think he'd go there and run competitive if we decide to take our place. Who are you tipping? Um, no, I'm going. I'm throwing the pineapple at you here. No idea. While we're on uh, Victorian <coughs> Alliance horses, um, I, when I was just researching I Am Caviar, I did notice that it, when it broke its maiden, it uh, beat home running third was in that race was Dunstall. And I see Dunstall's already been shifted trainers out of the Friedman yarn off to um, Brett Robb. Um, do we dare say, uh, given that uh, mytho, that Dunstall, the Colts by I'm Invincible out of petition, probably isn't going to cover himself in the same sort of glory that his footballing namesake did? Well, he made $27,000 online, Rog, so that should give you some sort of level of uh, confidence that he's not really going to trouble the the uh, scorers. He, he had some injury issues, unfortunately, and um, uh, he doesn't look like he's sort of going to reach that, um, you know, that, that stakes level that we need for those Colts. So um, he can he can be uh, someone else's horse and, and they'll have a good time with him. So, um yeah, that's the story of Dunstall, the great Jason Dunstall. Oh, piggy. No good. Uh, that piggy went to market and got $27,000. Uh, okay, let's move on to the Gay Waterhouse. And I'm sure we've discussed before, Ray, man, why does Gay Waterhouse have a race at Ipswich when it probably should be the Ash Barty? Well, that's a fair suggestion there, Rog. But, you know, Gay, Gay Waterhouse deserves to have races named after her everywhere. She uh, she spent some time in Ipswich. She always likes to take her runners to, to Queensland for the carnival. So I think uh, I think it's uh, fitting that Gay gets uh, acknowledged at a provincial venue. But it's uh, a really good race, this one, a really good betting race, a tough way to finish the card. Lady Laguna's the favourite, $4.20. Snapped is there at seven fifty. Early support, I'm assuming, from one Anthony Mithin for Sneaky Five, $11 into $9.50. But for me, it's a, a two-bet race. I want to back Lady Laguna and Snapped. Uh, Lady Laguna is a horse we've talked about uh, a lot on the podcast uh, this, this carnival. She's just been racing so consistently, doesn't put a foot wrong, was uh, pretty unlucky last start when she finished third, uh, was good before that in the Gold Coast Guineas behind Yellow Brick. Uh, and this is a, a weaker race again. Barrier 12 will probably settle in the, the second half of the field from there, but she does have uh, some uh, tactical versatility. So I'm interested to see what Ryan Maloney does. And the other horse I want to back is Snapped, who's a, a very similar sort of mare, a very consistent 10 race starts, four wins, has only missed uh, the placings on, on three occasions. And she comes out of a win in the proud mistakes in, in South Australia during the Adelaide Autumn Racing Carnival, uh, has drawn barrier one, uh, a horse that should be able to settle uh, just behind the speed there as well. So I think Lady in Laguna and Snap can fight out the finish here, and I'm happy to back them both. Yes, that were the two form lines that stood out for me too, Rayman, Lady in Laguna and Snap. The barrier is less than ideal for Snap, but that last start group three win in the proud miss uh, turned the tables on uh, on Foxicon 
Um, but she, as you mentioned, she doesn't run a bad race. You think she'll be right there in the finish. And Lady Laguna, also, we've spoken about her plenty on this podcast, this series, uh, or in, in the last few weeks at least. She's a good, honest horse who uh, doesn't win often. But, um, yeah, I think Snapped and Lady Laguna will fight it out. I've gone Snapped on top just because of the price discrepancy. But um, a two-bet play isn't something I do too often. But uh, I like your thinking. It does look the form line, doesn't it? Um, I can make a case for Sneaky Five. She's building in uh, in fitness and uh, this preparation. This is her grand final. Um, she's She ran really well against Comrade Rosa, who was excellent again in the uh, Dane Ripper on Saturday. So she's struck a couple together just to strengthen, I suppose, that form line, beaten only two lengths by Comrade Rosa um, last start there at Eagle Farm. So, um, oh, look, I... I at the 9.50, you're playing generous odds about a horse that's in good form, uh, ready to win, up to her grand final, drawn well, James Orman on. So, yeah, 9.50's generous odds. I'll be having a ticket there on Sneaky Five. Well, I've got serious distance doubts against uh, two of the better fancied horses in Lady Laguna and Snapped. Uh, oh, hang on, hang on. I've got to correct myself here. I didn't realise the Gay Waterhouse Classic was brought back the 1200 meters i thought it was a 1350 it always has been in the past rain man correct me if i'm wrong there no no you are right moods uh yeah this is the first time i can remember yeah. it being 1200 as well no well listen I, i've got to reassess there because i, I snapped uh um and, and lady laguna i didn't see them running 1350 down a well but now they've probably got to both come into play snap's going to get a long way back from that one alley and's going to need uh, more luck than the first settlers um I thought Sneaky Five had a good chance, and I thought the other filly that had a chance that got back to form after being a long time out of form was Chassis from the powerful uh, Ma Eustace stable, the six. So I reckon a bit of value, uh, one and six, Sneaky Five and Chassis, but uh, I'd be putting Lady Laguna and Snapped in your multiples now. It is a 1,200-metre race. Ooh, race seven's about to jump. What do we reckon, lads? Hmm, a guy in the community says he's keen on the ruffie. Do we trust him? Well... His username is, I'm a real big stats guy. Say no more. Connect, banter and follow tips with a community of like-minded punters only in Ladbroke's communities. Ladbroke it. T's and C's apply and available on website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. All righty, best bets, Roman. As you mentioned, yours got up last week on Stradbroke Day. What have you got for us at Ipswich? I'm sticking it switch, Roger. Race three, number seven, Sunfall. A horse that uh, made a slow start to its racing career, but always pl- promised a fair bit and is starting to put it all together now. Has won uh, two of its last four. Was The way it won last start as favourite at Dreamer was quite impressive. And I think it's a, a horse, despite the fact it's quite experienced, does still have some upside to improve. So she got a really nice run from Barrier 3 with Jaden Lloyd in the saddle here. I think it's going to be tough to beat. So it's if switch, race three, number seven, Sunfall. I went the double last week, and whilst the second leg without a fight got home, uh, already done and dusted when I managed to get a fucking dollar fifty pop beaten with Yellow Brick. Um, so this week's curse is heading the way of Paul Pushka, uh, and the horse which I think he has said on radio last week was the best he's trained, um, and that is the party at Flemington, race two, number one. Two starts have been uh, very, very impressive, uh, and the handicapper hasn't missed it, but I still think... So the party's going to have the class to win here. I noticed it's when I sort of did my little uh, blurb, it was about two dollars forty. It seeds into a dollar ninety-five now. I think it'll probably ease back out a little bit from that quote. So you might want to 
just hold your fire. But uh, Stepati race two, number one at Flemington. Right, oh, well, your Rosemont Ruffy. It's a genuine Rosemont Ruffy this weekend. I've tipped Steaky Five uh, in the Game Waterhouse Classic, but uh, if you just if you're up early enough for race one at Rose Hill, which is sort of run just just <laughs> after sunrise. Yeah, um, you, you'll you'll see a horse there called De Stormed, uh, two-year-old uh, trained by Annabelle Neesham, uh, bred at the farm, exceed Excel Colt, um, up to fourteen hundred. Blinkers on, Chad Schofield drawn well. It's forty-one dollars in your Ladbrokes market. Um, spoke to Annabelle yesterday actually, and she gives this horse one hell of a shake at this. Um, didn't sort of see those odds uh, coming this afternoon, so. Um, it's an even sort of a field, and why not? Uh, Dee Stormed, owned by uh, a few of the Melbourne footballers and um, Harry Grant as well, a few of the Storm boys. So named after, well, and the Melbourne female footballers, my daughter being one of them. So Dee Stormed, appropriately named, and hopefully gets the chockies at 41 bucks moves. That's the best I've got. What do you got? I'm a bit disappointed. All those Victorians, uh, the Melbourne Storm, and your daughter and that have gone and supported a Sydney stable. I thought they might have stuck with an old battler down in uh, Victoria, but obviously they like the bright lights of Sydney. Yeah. No, just no room place. in the boutique stable there, Pete. When I ran up here, you're all full. Yeah. No. no, well, a pretty quiet weekend for the little boutique stable, but I think we can be competitive uh, with both our runners at Flemington on Saturday. Race four, number seven, Cy. This little mare's low-flying. I think she's uh, well-placed here. She's up significantly in grade, but I think uh, she's super. A straight form's pretty good. What odds, Cy, in the fourth race, Rain Man? $2.60, Moods. I thought she uh, might come up even shorter than that, and I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if she's very well-backed. Absolutely flying, as you said. Yeah, she's in good order. She's our best for the weekend, race four, number seven, Si. And we kick across to the last. Uh, an improver here will be Cotel, the stable mate, race nine, number seven. What sort of odds, Cotel, Rain Man? $10 at the moment, Moods. $3.20 the place. Noticed it was scratched from today, save for Saturday, I'm guessing. Yes, she certainly was. And uh, I think at those odds, you'd be each way all day and certainly in... Uh, Include her in your multiples and certainly in the leg of the last leg of the quaddy, I would imagine. So, uh, uh, quite one there, but the best for us race four, number seven, side skinny odds. But I would expect her to go there and go very close to winning again. Good luck, good putting, good health. Don't know if there's too many fast ones around this weekend, jocks, but let them run fast. Ladbroken.